you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Barron, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Barron, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. So, it's been a long time. It's been a while. I think our last one was December 17th, Mm -hmm. and we talked about tracking on keto and why and what's important. You know, it had been so long, I didn't even remember that we did a podcast. I forgot we even <laughs> did this. I've gotten a few messages of people asking when we were going to start again, which means there's at least like three people listening. At least three. At least, because yep. I've gotten at least three or four messages. I'm pretty sure it's my mom. <laughs> oh, your mom didn't even message me. No. So it, it's, it's people. You know who you are because you're listening right now, and I told you we would do this on a Monday. Today's yep. a Monday. We, I mean, we do appreciate everybody that listens. Um, we kind of took some time off. It was the holidays. It was Christmas week and New Year's week. And, and that then, rolled into like the, about the time frame where people start finally taking down their Christmas decorations. What is today, like January the 28th or whatever? I started walking by our desk going, what is that microphone for? <laughs> I know. Did we used to use that to talk to? We did that. For, we used that for something. But that's fine. We, you know, we tell this to everyone: uh, don't overstress yourself. Relax. You don't. There's nothing you have to do, especially a podcast. We do the podcast because we want to share information, and we like doing it. We do, and, and believe me, it isn't free to do this. We have to pay to be able to do this. So we have to have a hosting site and all this stuff. So it's not like it's just like, hey, I want to start a podcast, and it doesn't no skin off my back. We do have to pay for this. So. Yeah, so we know we tell people we don't we don't make money off this. We no, lose we, money on this. We so, actually do. <laughs> um, we do it because it's fun. Uh, we feel like there's information out there that we want to share. Hopefully, somebody hears it and gets something out of it. Who We're knows? just your average everyday couple of people who We're normal people who try to try to make our health like a priority yeah yeah we do so, so that's kind of what happened to us I and mean, we had a great holiday season we had a lot of fun uh everything was going great and like i said before we're lazy <laughs> At least I am. <laughs> well, let's not say that we're lazy. We just prioritize differently at this stage of life than, you know, we we don't have anything super pressing right now, which is really nice, mm-hmm. but it can lead into that, well, we don't have to, so let's not. No, we don't have but, to, but we like to. I can start yeah. doing it. I'm like, you know, I like doing this. Why don't we do this more often? I know. Let's do it. Let's do it like two or three times a week. Oh, come on. It's not <laughs> out of control. <laughs> let's do it at least once. So... Over Christmas and over the holidays, you know, we talked about, we did like our 12 myths of health and fitness, Mm -hmm, and we talked about doing a podcast about that, but that's not going to be today. Today, we're going to talk about something more relevant to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about what happened to me. me. What happened to me? (laughs) What happened to me? It's all about me today. We didn't have any like diet, you know, faux pas or issues over the holidays. We we stayed pretty strict to what we like to eat. Right. You can look back and see, like, we did have a, it's a French silk kind of chocolate keto pie. Mm-hmm. I got the recipe off of Ruled Me. 
And it's, I've linked it on, you know, in one of the Instagram posts, but it's back there. God, it's, still, it's so good. And I made it once with like a pecan crust. Oh yeah, instead. that was delicious. Yeah. Holy crap. Cinnamon pecan crust mm-hmm. with like the chocolate filling. It was so freaking good. We, we did, uh, <laughs> we did go over our year anniversary for our carnivore. We did go over that. We did, but we had the pie before that we had anniversary. The pie before that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we ate two pies. We did. By we ourselves. Within like ten days, we had two pies, and we pretty much ate the pie every day. Sometimes twice a day. One night, I was like, "Do you want to just skip dinner and have pie?" Because <laughs> we had a late lunch, and we were like, "Shoot, yeah, let's skip dinner and have pie." And that's the joy of being an adult. Well, and also <laughs> it's the joy of being someone who eats uh, like you know healthy ketogenic type desserts because eating that dessert all the time had. I had no effect on me as far as like, did I gain weight or did I feel bad? Uh, you know, did it cause schizophrenia? No, no, none of those things. I felt just fine. And no digestive issues. And, and no digestive issues. Mentally, you kind of get that, man, I sure I'm eating a lot of pie. Kind of. I know. <laughs> but I nothing started, happened. I started feeling kind of like self-conscious about the amount of pie I was eating. And then I was like, there's no one here watching me but you and you're eating more pie than I am. So yeah, I'm I was. good. Because I cut the pie. That's the secret. I cut him a bigger piece. Yeah. So so I didn't gain weight. I didn't feel bad. We still worked out. That was the cat. That was the cat jumping off the table. Yeah. I didn't lock her up. She escaped. You did lock her up. She escaped. Escaped. She is like Houdini. So uh, currently, we, we do have a couple interesting things that we'd like to share, talk about. First, I'd like to share, this is episode 37. Oh, episode 37. Yep. Before we get too far down into this hole. But by, <laughs> by this point, if if, uh, if someone didn't hear it, they don't care. No, they don't. <laughs> they probably read it on the thing. Yeah, hopefully. So anyway, what were you saying? Well, I'll talk about what happened. Well, you know, some of the things health-wise that happened to us over the past couple weeks that we think... Uh, people might like to hear about. Yeah, I had a really, really horrible time for the last couple of weeks with a little thing called insomnia. And not severe insomnia, but... It was bad enough that I felt like I was taking crazy pills. Well, let, let me explain to people who are listening how long it usually takes Melly to go to sleep. <laughs> so, we usually lay down, and when, when it's time to go to sleep, within about 30 seconds... She's out. I've never had a problem with falling asleep. And, and that's not and, an exaggeration. I'm and, not making that up. And that's the second time I fall asleep because yeah. it's already happened once on the couch. Yeah. Especially if we're watching something that starts to get a little boring that didn't like grab me at the very beginning. And and then no, I'm like. No, it doesn't matter what oh, it is. We could be watching the most exciting movie we've <laughs> ever seen. And if she's tired, she's out. That's it. I'll feel I'll feel you looking over at me and I'll look at you and I'm like, I'm just resting my eyes that's for a minute. I, that's what I don't understand is how you go to sleep, but you know that I turn my head to look at you. I don't even understand. <laughs> I try to do it so sneakily slow, like I'm going to look over. No matter how quiet I try to be. I have a sixth sense. That's all I can tell oh, you. Man. I'm basically a I'm superhero. I have a sixth sense. I see stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fall asleep and see people. I feel you staring at me, and I wake up. It's really, it is weird, but 
it is that thing where you can sense that someone's looking at you and I feel you staring at me and I wake up and I realize I missed a big key of the movie right here. So I have no idea so, what's happening. So one of my suggestions to fix her insomnia was just to go sit on the couch. <laughs> he said, let's just go watch a movie. You'll fall asleep. But no, it was, it was bad. So what happened? Well, we've been doing the carnivore thing. Granted, we had the pie, but all along this time, I've really been trying to increase my workouts. Mm -hmm. And then we did the thing where we started. We're kind of like an all or nothing, I figured out. We didn't have access to a sauna. And then if people who listen and know we got the gym membership and yeah. it has the dry sauna, we, I went from never in my life having done a dry sauna to, hey, I'm going to do it six days a week for 20 minutes a day. <laughs> and I, I think that that played a part in it because... And I really am not sure. So let me go back to what happened. What happened was I would get sleepy on the couch. You see, what happened was... Shut up. <laughs> get sleepy on the couch. And then we would go to bed and my heart would start beating really hard and fast. It was like 80, 80 beats a minute per minute. Mm -hmm. I was counting. And then I would not be able to fall asleep. And my ears were ringing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I know you know what that's like. That's never happened to me before. Every day. Every day. Every day. Oh, something will happen. Oh, like the other day when we were watching some movie and you were like, is there a phone ringing or something? <laughs> because, oh, we were watching The Punisher and they were looking around for a phone and you were like, is the phone ringing? And I was like, yes, can you not hear it? And you're like, I can't hear I any of no that. I no idea. They were walking around the scene like they were inquisitively listening and looking for something. And I'm like... And they picked up a phone. Yeah. I was like, was that phone ringing? Because I don't know what was going on. You didn't even hear it because of the tinnitus, which what? if anybody has tinnitus, you know, that's, that can be really annoying. So I've experienced some of that, and I, but I couldn't go to sleep and I would lay there and lay there and they always say, oh, if you can't go to sleep within 20 minutes, get up. So I was getting up and I was reading and then I was like getting into what I was reading and not getting sleepy. And I was like, this is so miserable. <laughs> and I would fall asleep about two. 1.30 or 2, and you were sleeping great, so it was really annoying. And then the <laughs> alarm would go off at like 6.45, and if anybody's ever had insomnia, you know that point where you're, you're like, if I fall asleep in the next 15 seconds, I can get six hours of sleep, and if I get six hours of sleep, I can work out tomorrow. Because my rule for me is if I don't get six hours I shouldn't work out. It's not that I'm, I don't, but I shouldn't. Because if you're not properly rested, your body's not ready, ready for a workout, you're going to overstress. That's, yeah. that's the idea. You're going to, because working out is a stress on your body. And so I um, would lay there, and this happened several nights. So it happened like two or three nights in a row. And then the next two nights, I would sleep so long and good. I would sleep like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. So I was getting into this weird pattern. So I had to start figuring out what in the heck is going on. Yep. So have you had that happen to you before? I'm not, I don't have a, um, you know, sometimes I can't go to sleep, but I had the same thing just recently. And, uh, you know, I tracked it back to straight up the sauna is uh, when I'd go to lay down, I had a very heavy heartbeat and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll let you listen to it because we have a, a stethoscope at home. So it's fun. Yeah. And I took it, his blood pressure. So it was an irregular heavy heartbeat and it made me feel short of breath mm -hmm. which so is scary which is scary you know because what's the one of the signs of a heart attack is you know shortness of breath 
Um, but when you kind of know what you've been doing, you can track, Hey, I, all right, I did, I did the sauna for so many minutes and, uh, for so many days in a row. And in addition to that, I worked out hard all of those days. Like I said, we're overreaching on the sauna thing. They call it overreaching, overreaching. when you do too much. It yeah. sounds like kind of like softened, you know, I was overreaching. For, for me, it was just, um, it was just salt. It was just I was sweating too yeah. much, working out too hard, not putting enough salt in, and it was. And I was taking an electrolyte drink, and this is a mistake that some people make: is they will they will take an electrolyte drink around workouts or or anything hard they do, and they assume that that'll that that's a cure all. But most electrolyte drinks have almost no sodium, like very very little sodium in it. So, mm-hmm. so I was drinking electrolyte drinks, and I kind of backed off on the importance of taking in my salt, and that's what got me. Right. Yeah, so in yours, yours, it would be like fine one day, and then the next day you might have the mm-hmm. weird heartbeat. Yep. And so for me, the last couple of weeks, it was the not being able to fall asleep. So, you know, I kind of looked at it and said, back off on the sauna, mm-hmm. back off on the working out. These are the two things I know that I've been doing differently, you know, I, that I've added in working out hard and the sauna. So I need to scale back for a little bit, let my body readjust. And then looking at my diet, because this is the thing on, on this podcast, when we talk to you guys, we really emphasize bio-individuality. There's a lot of information out there, but no one is exactly like me. And no one is exactly like you. Correct. All you people out there are different, and you have to understand that. And I don't mean different like you're a special snowflake in the universe. I'm talking about bio-individually. Your, your physiology is different because we see it all the time. We're, we're a member of a lot of Facebook groups because we like to glean information from other people. And you'll have a person that will ask a question, whether it's, you know, hey, I, I went running and I got really weak. Uh, what could it be? Just so you guys know – you cannot answer that question appropriately. It is not possible because you will get 40 different answers from 40 different bio-individual people. That's the problem. Right. And for me, looking at, you know, I've been doing the carnivore thing mostly um, for almost a year and then increased workouts. I looked at, okay, maybe I should add in some carbs. And I had that moment of like, I'm a lesser <gasps> what person. What did you do? What did you do? I know. And it's so stupid because I had that moment of like, I'm a lesser person because I'm thinking about adding in a little bit of sweet potato. I'm not a true carnivore. I didn't yeah. talk to you for like a whole day. I know. We had <laughs> we had a great falling out. No, not really. Not really. Um, but I did. I decided, okay, I'm going to... I know that when normally I have a carbohydrate, like a little bit of a sweet potato, I pass out. Like Mm -hmm. I sleep really, really well. Um, I had not been having any other issues with sleep up until this point. So the last couple of weeks, I have started adding in a little bit of carb in my evening meal. I tell a lot of females to do this when they start going keto because it helps you ease into it. And especially depending on age. And that's the other thing I had to look at, my age. I'm 47. That's, a, that's usually the perimenopause stage. And what that means is, for anybody who doesn't know, that means that my ovaries are starting to be quitters. And <laughs> they're starting to want to sit on the bench a little bit. They're aging out. They're like, you know what? 
I don't know who to say, like, who, who's a good football analogy, like a great quarterback, but they're sitting out for a little while because they're not as good anymore. They're getting old. All of them. All of this them. This happened to all of them. <laughs> all of them. So they bring, in, they bring in someone else. So I'm bringing in someone else. I'm bringing in my adrenal glands. So that means that my adrenal glands are starting to take over a little bit of my hormone production. And it's a little schizophrenic at times. It's like all over the place at this stage in life, which is why one of the symptoms can be insomnia because all of that gets regulated by your hormone, your hormones, cortisol coming from your adrenal glands. So I had to look at that, my age, and I had to say, okay, adding in a little bit of carbs gives my body a little bit of a break mm-hmm. from working so hard. And I'm not a lesser person. Because I've done that. Because you ate a carb. Yeah, and I did add in with that some uh, some sauerkraut because you know I like it, and I thought, well, I'll do this together. I'll I haven't been having carbohydrates. Why add the sauerkraut? Because it's already pre digested, and it's going to help my gut bugs kind of along mm-hmm. with that little bit of sweet potato. And when I say sweet potato, I'm talking like half of a small one. I'm not talking about I went and had a pound of sweet potato fries. (laughs) You know, I cooked them in the Instant Pot and then refrigerated them and had them ready to go. Real simple, added in, and I started sleeping better. So, interesting. it is interesting. And and I went ahead because I'm I'm a a weak person. I need some (laughs) as well. (laughs) She's like, you want the other half? Well, sure, why not? I like sweet potatoes. Yeah, you, you know, you didn't like the one you got out to eat that one time when you were No, it tasted just like town. it tasted like dirt. Like dirt, they just yeah. got it out of the ground. They probably didn't even wash it. Uh, there's no telling. Ugh, but restaurants. so so again, uh, you know, we've been carnivore for a year, so when you start adding something back in, you kind of like, "Oh, should I really do this?" It wasn't a big deal. For me, the carb indicator is if I if I eat too much arthritis, I feel my my joint, especially my my knee well, it just goes to uh, it goes to aching and it gets weak. So that's my carb indicator right there. How have you, how's your knee been? Uh, it's been okay. I haven't been running. Uh, something else that happened over the holidays. I, I finally went and saw an actual orthopedic surgeon to get my knee looked at, and he he literally said, "I don't understand how you walk. You have no cartilage in your knee." <laughs> right. Oh yeah, because we haven't even talked about that yet. Right. So. So You're I have cartilage free. I have zero cartilage in one of my knees, and um, well, the the thing is, it doesn't hurt. It used to hurt a lot before keto. Yeah. Once you went keto, the arthritis went away, and that's why, you know, that I tell people if you have arthritis, take away carbs and sugar. Right. Those two things will make your arthritis better. So, you know, I used to have problems getting out of bed. I don't have that anymore. So anyway, he basically told me I need a knee replacement, which I've been told that ten years ago. Uh, and I ignore those people as well. So I will continue to ignore this guy. But uh, I just have to be cognizant of that and not try to – I can't go run 100 miles. That's kind of what I put on that. So yeah. maybe do a little more biking and swimming than running. I'll just change my focus. Right, because the impact of running when you have no cartilage in your knee and nothing to cushion those bones, it can't – when the doctor said – I do remember him saying it's about pain tolerance at this point. Right. Well, I had – so I had uh, – I was looking for trying to get range of motion back, so I also had bone spurs both sides. Mm-hmm. So he said you're never going to get the range of motion back because you have bone spurs that are basically – makes it where you can't move your knee. So at least I knew what that was. I wasn't trying to jam my knee backwards anymore. <laughs> So, but I said, I said, basically what you're telling me is, is I can't damage it anymore. He's like, no. I'm like, so it's just a pain tolerance issue. If I want to run, I just kind of take the pain. He said, yes. 
So that's what I kind of right. Into. But the arthritis, that achy arthritis feeling, we just always monitored that. Right. And with sweet potato, that hadn't been the, just a problem. Half of a sweet potato has not been an issue. Um, the the times that we have eaten it, yeah, it's uh, it's mainly if, if I get anything that's very uh, sugary, like artificial, yeah, artificial we don't eat that. We don't eat that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. The only time that it's given me a problem over the past year that I can think of is when I had too much of a peanut butter that was not, and, yeah, not it had really a little sugar in it. Had a little didn't. sugar in it. Yeah, I didn't know it, and, and I ate some, and that definitely cranked up the arthritis and the old creaky knee. Yeah. So that's you know that's where we've been, mm-hmm. and um, I was gonna say something about your knee. I don't remember now. Well, I've got two of them, so. Oh, I know what I was going to say. You do have two of them. You can get a new one, too. Um, but one question people might have is, did we stay in ketosis while having a little bit of sweet potato? And I know that everybody's like, but you got to stay in ketosis. That's the other right. thing is it really yeah. chases the ketone numbers. I did check mine, and I stayed in perfectly. It was, you know, weird. But well, and that goes back when we talk about bio individuality. You know, everybody's individual, and some people can can you know eat a hundred carbs a day and stay in ketosis, and other people can't eat twenty. Well, here's an interesting thing: the night one night when I had insomnia and I had not had any carbohydrates, I'd had my steak for dinner, and then I tried to sleep. I didn't get any sleep, and this is why sleep is so important. I got up the next morning, checked my blood sugar. And my blood sugar was so, like, for me, it was high. It was like 95, Mm. my fasting blood sugar. And then I checked my ketones, and that was the one time that they were pretty crap. It said low Low, (laughs) on the meter. And I hadn't had any carbohydrates. So a lack of sleep caused my body to go out of ketosis mm-hmm. because something was really off. Oh, somebody didn't turn their phone off. No, it is off. Oh, it is. oh it's because that speaker's on Speaker, in there. Weird, weird stuff going on weird. here in the, the studio of Bar-Lis. our living room. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, that was well, interesting. That's why sleep is so freaking important. It is. And, and you know, we're talking about blood sugar. Melody's blood sugar is usually kind of low mine is usually kind of high i'm between 95 and 99 every morning if i test my blood sugar i'm between 95 and 99 you're the dawn phenomenon i'm the dawn phenomenon and then what they call the the lean mass hyper responder yeah mine's pretty usually pretty normal mine's usually like you know um 80 Mm -hmm. I i mean that's high for some people but mine's usually like about 80 yeah that's an average so you know you got to know what your average is, and and you know you go you go back to who you are, what you do, do you work out, not work out, what do you eat? There, there's so many variables involved, and we bring this first full circle back to asking open questions on a Facebook page. <laughs> there is not enough information, and that's why you know Melody is a nutritional therapist, and that's why we say it helps to have someone to work with, so you can give them the, your history of your life and what you've done. The uh, you know, injuries you've had, uh, issues you've had with your digestive system, do you work out, not work out, all that, you know, goes back into uh, what you can and cannot eat and how it affects you. Right. And, you know, 
looking back at the last couple of weeks, I was really my own client for the last couple of weeks because I was I was combing through all the information. And if you're, you know, if you're someone who you don't have access to that information or you don't know where to look, it can be scary Mm -hmm. when you can't figure something out. And then you get stressed. I noticed that every time I laid down at night, I would start to stress about the fact, was I going to be able to go to sleep? Right. And so stress is also such a big part of that picture and then if you go on one of these groups and you ask a question, I feel like sometimes you're going to be more stressed when you leave that that forum because there are people out there right now who are saying in some of the forums, you don't even need to drink water if you're carnivore. <laughs> so there's a lot of crazy information out there. There is. And I read one guy posted that he eats, uh, he eats meat and drinks blood. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Dracula's on here. <laughs> Well, I know some people do drink blood. I'm not there. Sorry, I'm not there. Well, you know, we always go back to analyze, like, you know, what would uh, what would our ancestors done? And not like our ancestors, like, 100 years ago, but, like, you know, a million years ago or half a million years ago. What would they have been doing? And you can't compare because, uh, you know, the things you have to look at are lifestyle, environmental uh, reasons, things, and nutrition. Oh, their, yeah. Their environment we were completely different. So it's, you can't compare. They didn't have cars, brake dust, carbon monoxide, you know, lead paint. Mm-mm. They didn't live oh. indoors. So I, I know a lot of times people will go back and go, well, our ancestors wouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of things they wouldn't have done. Exactly. And I know some people are like, well, you don't need carbs. Well, I, you know, here's the thing. I shouldn't need carbs. Mm-hmm. They're non-essential. And we all know that they're a non-essential nutrient because my body can make it. So yes, I should not need them. But if I do eat them and feel better, what does that mean? I shouldn't need them, but I might need them because of my, my activity level, my background and my age and no, so we're talking about, when we're talking about eating them. We're talking about starchy vegetables, uh, sweet potato, um, Go ahead and name something else. Oh, yeah. Like any kind of the squashes. I mean, we're talking about things that grow in the ground or above ground. Right. Real food. So real food. Grown and harvested and all that kind of stuff. Nothing processed. No grains. I don't do corn. You know, no grains or or, no legumes, really, except Mm -hmm. for I eat peanut butter. And that's considered a legume. So, you know, a bean. And I also have bean salad every day because of that coffee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I basically have bean soup every day. Bean soup every morning. So, so that's what we're talking about when we're adding things in. And yeah, we're adding a sweet potato that's organic. Mm-hmm. You know, as or, and who knows if that's even true? I don't even believe labels anymore. No. Yeah. So the majority of our food is still fat and protein, and and like I said, you don't have to. And this and this is the difference. You do not have to eat carbohydrates. You can if you feel like it helps you feel better or helps your workout or helps you sleep there's times where you can add them in but you don't have to so when people tell you like oh, oh my god the Jillian Michaels thing <laughs> the past couple weeks was so hilarious oh it was so funny but, you know because first of all Jillian Michaels is she's just a mean person she seems like a mean person you know if you're watching the shows where she she on the biggest loser she yells at people she motivates or tries to motivate through through you know it's the carrot stick method yeah well and and they do the cap the low calorie type of thing and if you go they actually did a study on the biggest loser of all the people that were on there that lost weight 
And I think it was 90 or 95% of them all gained all their weight back and more. Well, that's so, why they can't have a reunion show. Right. Well, and this just shows she's a failed trainer, all right? So her, her methods don't work. And she's a calories in, calories out person. And she's been banging on the, the keto drum for, you know, because it's the new year and people are trying keto and talks about how bad it is. She doesn't know. Don't listen to her, okay? Um, she was saying if you don't eat carbs, you're starving cells in your body. Right, yeah. And, I, I, you know, I even appreciated the fact that Lane Norton – who is someone who has been kind of like a little bit of a thorn on the keto people at yeah. times. But, I, you know, I, I respect what he says for what he's doing. But he even came out and said, I'm defending keto right now because Jillian Michaels said this. And what people get confused is your body does need glucose, but it does not need carbs. Because that's totally different. That's totally different. Your body can make glucose from non-essential media, uh, amino acids. Uh, it can break down fat and use the glycerol, you know, to create glucose. So it will do that. So if you teach your body to use non-essential amino acids and fats to create glucose, it will. Right. You know. And that's the misconception. That's that's the the little rub right there. They say you need carbohydrates. But what you really need is glucose. Right. And you don't and have to eat carbs to make glucose. No, you can make glucose in your body, and that's why it's a non-essential nutrient. So there when, you go. So when Julia Michael says you're starving your body of glucose if you don't eat carbohydrates, she's just not smart. She's just trying to sell her book. Just trying to sell her book. She's oh, got, she has an app that's $15 a month for you to go on and get, like, to log your food and to get your meal plans and stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, I haven't been on it, but I would guarantee that it's low-fat. Calorie in, calorie out. Calorie in, calorie out. So. Because that's work. You know. But <laughs> what they did on that show was they basically overtrained those people and starved them. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. You, you ruin people's metabolism for their life. For the rest of For the rest of, of life. life. Yeah, because you can, you can uh, under-eat, over-train, and then what they're doing that, it, that they don't show you is over-stimulate. Okay. Oh, yeah. With with pre workouts and caffeine and whatever else they can stick in their body, that's how. Because I did that. I I would if I wanted to be leaner as an athlete back in my thirties, I would I would reduce the amount of food that I was eating. I would overstimulate and just work out more because that's the calories in, calories out. Right. And and you can do it, but however, um, it that road has a dead end. Yeah, you know, it does. Because you, you, you can you can only overstimulate so much till your body revolts. And then you end up like me with insomnia because you've blown out your <laughs> adrenal glands. <laughs> well, you know, blowing out your adrenal glands is something that's that's going to be a huge issue for most of the people coming up that are in their twenties now, just because of energy drinks, you know, Red Bull, Monsters. Yeah, I even had that on coffee during that the last couple of weeks. Well, I used to do a pre work, drink a coffee, do a pre workout, drink another coffee, do another pre workout. You know. To get in my multiple workouts, so yeah. you, you overstimulate. I mean, and I look back and I'm like, I don't know how my head didn't explode. Uh, yeah, me either. You know, one thing with that we didn't mention with the last couple of weeks, we've had some pretty like gray weather here mm -hmm. in Texas recently, and I think that also contributed to my sleep problem because I'm so used to getting out in the sun every morning. Yeah, and getting that sun in my face, and then we didn't have that, so. You get your hormones off off whack. Too. It, you know, it just so, it's it's a it's a mood thing. It is. I kind of got in a sad mood. I had seasonal sadness. I was a seasonal sadness person. I might have been. Yep. And so I mean that's that's a big thing. I, when I lived in England for three years, and people had happy lights. 
there were there were lights they would sit in front of just to simulate uh, sunlight, so they felt like they were getting sun. Yeah, and then that's that's a key factor. Like if you live in an area where you're not getting any sunshine, mm-hmm. and you have sleep issues or hormonal imbalances, that that can be a big part of it. Yep. It's and just getting something like a happy light. Yep, and that's not why we're we really can't be like our old ancestors because we work indoors, we wear clothes. You know, we just we're not getting the same amount of environmental exposure that that they would get. There's so many things that we can go on and on about. Yep. Minerals in the water, or like, just- or like when I ran this morning, and I came around the corner, and there's this place up here that makes these huge. Well, you know, they make these huge like cylinders, and they paint them, and it's a big metal building, and. Every now and again, when you go run in our around our neighborhood, you come around the corner and all you smell is like spray paint. Yeah, that's what it smells like. And you think to yourself, "I'm just breathing in spray paint fumes. That can't be good. <laughs> be good, you know." And it kind of like it, you could get paralyzed by all the crappy toxins that we we have to be around and in. Oh man, just the levels of brake dust in large cities like Los Angeles or New York. Um, oh, if you start so thinking gross. about if you start thinking about that when you get into environmental factors, I mean, and we can't control that as an individual, we can't control it. So, and th- and that goes to stress. Don't overstress about things you cannot control. Right. So, the next thing that happened over the last few weeks was that Eat Lancet. Oh yeah. Study. <laughs> Eat Lancet study. Yeah, where they're trying to they're trying. So it's a group of like rich vegan people. Really, we billionaire rich, like they like, have no concerns. Yeah, like I got more money than God. Mm-hmm. And what they want is a world uh, vegan diet for everyone. And they're doing all this because of climate, climate change, change, global warming, whatever label they have on it and now. Whatever you believe about climate change, this is not a reason to go vegan. No, it is not because there is there is no way going vegan is better than eating meat as far as the climate is concerned. Because if this is a statement that you think is true, it's so it's so wrong, it's laughable. Because we feel that like meat and vegetables are really symbiotic. Because yeah. the ruminant animals on the planet fertilize the soil so you can grow the vegetables. Yeah, we've kind of screwed that up in the U.S. and then with probably just in in the world with agriculture and the way that we've done it. But that's how it's supposed to work. Exactly. And it actually cleans the air, cleans the environment. So this Eat Lancet thing, I think the thing is they want people to have like seven grams of meat for the week. For the week. And okay, seven grams. Let's just break that down. That's about roughly a teaspoon. What? <laughs> What? No, it's almost laughable because because here's the thing is is the and th- this one is climate change and go go look up snurt snow and dirt it's a thing in the Midwest where oh. where after it snows and the blows it creates snurt it's just black snow uh-huh. um, and that's because the topsoil of where they where they have over agriculture the area the topsoil just blows away because you know the way it works is if you grow crops in a certain area too much you deplete the topsoil and it will just blow away hmm. it's no good anymore that's why you need ruminant animals to come in and take a dump on that soil and yeah. smush it in and, and refertilize the soil then you won't have that issue i like your i like your very scientific way of putting it yes so I'm, I'm a very scientific person over agriculture and you took a dump on the <laughs> land so but, but when you're talking about you know people say you need to eat more vegetables 
you got to ask the question, why? Why? What does eating more vegetables give me? What happens? And so I've done this research, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it on the show before, is that when you eat a lot of vegetables, and I read the study, they said that when you ferment it in your colon, it makes short-chain fatty acids. So this is the reason why they want you to eat a lot of vegetables. So again, what else has short-chain fatty acids? Oh, is it saturated fat? Oh, yeah. So, so what most people tell you, saturated fat is bad, you need to eat more vegetables, they do not realize that the end result is the same. Yeah, so that's always the, the funny thing is you need to eat more vegetables and avoid saturated fat. Those are oxymorons because that's an oxymoron because if you eat vegetables, you ferment it into saturated fat. You can't avoid saturated fat, period. And that's because our bodies are made to live on saturated fat. So you can go the long way around. And or what we say here in Texas, go around by Dallas, and you can eat vegetables and try to ferment those into some saturated fat and see what you can squeeze out at the last stop of the digestive tract because it is the final stop. It's like the whistle stop, <laughs> you right. know, the final stop on the on the journey. So, so if people tell you that saturated fat clogs your arteries, then what they're saying is vegetables clog your arteries. That's what they're saying, and that's. And, and and at this, we end. This is just, this is where we stop. <laughs> it's crazy talk. You don't need to say anything else. Yeah, That's it's crazy it. talk. Uh, and, and a great example, and it, it's an unfortunate situation. A friend of mine just saw today on you know Facebook, he's going in uh, to have some work done on his arteries. Probably get a stent put in, and people are telling him he needs to eat more vegetables. That's like the oh you need to you need to eat less cheeseburgers and more vegetables. Well, first of all, it ain't the cheeseburger; it's the bread, it's the beer, and it's the fries that are causing your arterial problems, not the actual meat. Right. And this is yeah. where people get confused, and then they say yeah. eat more vegetables. Well, really? Why? Why? And and most people don't just say well because they're healthy. They don't really have an answer. Just the average person doesn't really even know why they say to eat more vegetables. They have no idea. Eat more vegetables. I don't know. You're supposed to eat five a day. That's all people know. Exactly. They don't know why. So with the fact that we're saying is that it's to create short-chain fatty acids in the colon so that you can have healthy colon cells, well, the same thing happens when we eat saturated fat from animal protein mm-hmm. so and butter and all those delicious foods that have the right macronutrients if you want to go there the right ratios of proteins and fats to create a human body the building block of protein the energy source of fat that also makes those two things together help create the hormones that make everything run like a perfectly fine-tuned engine and, and the thing is, if your microbiome, if your gut bacteria is not working really well, it's hard to turn the vegetables into saturated fat. Yeah. It's difficult. Where it's easy to eat saturated fat. It <laughs> and is. just have it there. I, it's so much easier. I, you know, I, I, like I said, like we said, we've added in a little bit of carb. Nothing has, and when we say carb, we mean sweet potato and some fermented, like a tablespoon of fermented sauerkraut. And then, well, you don't eat the sauerkraut. You think it's gross. I do not. I don't like it. <laughs> but that has not led to, hey, I can't poop, which a lot of people, when they eat a lot of vegetables, what happens is they get constipated. And 
that's a very negative thing. When you get constipated, a lot of bad things happen. Mm -hmm. So the longer you're constipated, the more you're recycling hormones and toxins. Because every time a cycle happens, the way your colon works, it will extract water from the feces. And it also pulls out the toxins and the hormones that are supposed to be leaving your body. And it'll recycle those in the body. And that's not a good thing. So if vegetables cause someone to have constipation, then, you know, it can't, it can't do the work that it's designed, people think it's designed to do, which is to make you healthier. It actually makes you sicker. Yeah. Kind of like, so, uh, you know, this podcast, we always went up talking about poop. It's every single <laughs> time, isn't it? I think pretty much because it's really important. Hey, fecal matters. <laughs> we need a t-shirt that says fecal matters <laughs> i know right that's funny stuff uh, yeah, I'm a funny you guy. you you win today <laughs> you win that's awesome all right well okay I, I think we can uh we can end where it all ends with poop, poop? yep yeah but hey it's good to be back we really appreciate you guys listening um all three of you all three of you <laughs> We're excited about the new year. We're, we're looking to reach our goal of four. Four people. Four people. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. But I'm looking forward to having a good night's sleep tonight because I've had a good night's sleep for the past four nights. It's been really awesome. Yep. And so I'm back on. I think I'm back on track. Yeah, we resolved all those weird problems we had through just looking at what we were doing and adding more stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a journey and that's that's why we're here. We share ours and you're not going to be just like us. We're not going to be just like you, but maybe something we did or didn't do can help you. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening and uh, go out there, eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tasco Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.